The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit FVF.law. Washington, Washington, six foot eight weighs a f***ing ton. Opponents beware, opponents beware. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Let me lay it on the line. Hello friends, and thanks for listening to Moon Tower Soccer. Today we have a bonus episode covering the signing of Washington Corroso. My name is Landon Cottom. I'm joined as always by Jeremiah Bentley. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremiah Bentley, and we were just talking like it's strange to be recording in the morning. Um, we'll see what kind of different energy we have. I have much less vodka in me than I normally do when we do the show. <laughs> but still I, some? No, no, zero, zero. Okay, yes, good point. Yes, no no vodka in me, so we'll see how, how entertaining we are this, this week. All right, uh, we're going to keep this one short, so let's just jump right into it. Austin FC have signed... 23-year-old Ecuadorian winger Washington Corroso. Uh, apparently, he goes by the nickname Manchita, which means like the little spot. Um, named after his father, also Washington. So maybe I'm not sure if his if his father was La Mancha and he's Manchita. We'll have to do some investigating here. Um, but he comes from the Independ- Independiente del Valle Academy in Ecuador. He's currently under contract with the Peruvian club Sporting Cristal but was on loan all of last season with Pumas in Mexico. He had eight goals for Pumas, including one in the CONCACAF Champions League in 44 appearances in all competitions. Uh, has several call-ups for Ecuadorian youth national teams and then got one appearance in uh, the first team national team in World Cup qualifying last year. So um, exciting young player. He did media availability he was actually already in town which is exciting like a welcome change from from musajite being stuck in purgatory for two months or whatever it was right yeah absolutely it was good to see him yesterday among the assembled media including was mike allison one of the media members he was, was. At the press conference okay mike crinola now actually oh crinola that's right yes <laughs> but yeah mike of swoon tower was was uh there for media availability which is exciting but he gave uh, a quote that I think kind of sums up why he's here and kind of what his goals are. And he said, my plan is to come here to MLS. And in Spanish, he said, romperla. And I think the striker um, translated it as rip it. But I think you could say it's like, tear it up. Like, that, like, it, ki- like kill it is, is kind of the translation there. But my plan is to come here to MLS and romperla so that I can be called up to my national team and be able to play in a World Cup, which is what I most desire and what I want the most. So this guy's coming in motivated, and that is it's it's an achievable goal for him. I was looking at the most recent call-ups for the Ecuador national team, and it's several guys who are currently in MLS or who were in MLS in the last couple of years. So if he comes in and performs and does really well in MLS, he can he can make that team. Yeah, and there's there's a school of thought on that, right? That that that's the kind of players that Austin should be targeting on targeting bringing in where we can because now we've got one less international spot but it's got sort of fringe national team players the Rimperla uh thing reminded me so i i just hit day 200 consecutive of duolingo and i was really excited it oh nice yeah to me it would mean break it in the world of like because that's that, what that's what the app would tell me if that you know i would that it was right since we have no context on slang or like con you know anything like that 
Yeah, literally, it doesn't mean break it. Yeah, you're right. So well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so let's jump into kind of his playing style. So he's very much a winger. He's not a uh, an fake winger or false winger, a guy playing out of position at winger. He's a winger. He likes to take guys on. Uh, that is whenever he receives the ball, that's what he's going to do. He has a real attacking instinct and a confidence in the final third. And I think that's something that Austin has missed from its wingers this season. Um, I think Cecilio Dominguez has kind of that instinct. Like he receives the ball. He wants to take someone on with him out. Uh, Diego is not really that kind of winger. Um, Finley and Wolf maybe lack a decisiveness or the the skill to really do that at times. This guy, he receives the ball. He's going to go at a guy. He mostly plays left wing, uh, but can play on the right and has played some spot minutes as like a second striker or even maybe a lone striker, but not, not extensive minutes there. So mostly right and left wing. He is right footed, likes to cut inside on that wing. Uh, but he'll he'll use that to his advantage. So like he'll cut inside several times and then sometimes he'll bait that cut inside and then we'll take that big touch outside and it's quick enough that he can create space either to get to the inline and put in a cross or beat a guy and get a shot off or just to give give himself that half a step of space to get a cross off. Um, he's pretty comfortable shooting with uh, shooting and crossing with both of his feet. And he plays in a really nice cross, especially with his right foot. Whenever he can take that same that same big touch to make space for himself, and kind of cut back inside, and then play a really nice whipped in cross from there, uh, and then plays decent crosses with his left left foot as well. So, not bad with with either of them. Uh, he's five ten. I saw various weights listed, but one hundred and fifty seven pounds is what um, FB Ref has him as. So decent size for a winger, and he's not afraid to get in there and, and kind of duel with guys and can hold his own physically. So not a not a small guy by any means. Yeah, I think from the videos I watched, this is going to be a very high-level technical um, scouting report on it, but he's like, I think it's a good signing because he's, he's a winger who does winger things. Yeah. And is like direct and attacking, like you said, and seems like really fast. And I think it's definitely a missing element for sure in this club. And, you know, we've just been playing people, like you said, playing people a little bit out of position or a little bit out of their their strength, uh, their, out of their skill set. So I think it's a, a definitely a, a great signing. And we'll get into a little, little bit of the context of it, I think, in the questions. But why, it, you know, it might it might be a really good signing in terms of what it looks like for our roster build. Yeah, so we asked for questions from our Patreon members and also on Twitter. And... um Y'all gave us some really great questions. So I think really we'll cover most other info about Corroso in those questions. There's also a couple of questions, uh, including from Chris Wellhausen. He asked, who do we think on the team is going to be his best friend? And then Matthew Perez, I can't remember exactly what he said, but referred to his handsomeness. And I saw the name and I was like, okay, like for swoon tower purposes, I need to look and see how handsome this, this guy is. And like, Damn it, they did it again, didn't they? He's, yes, it seems he's intentional handsome. at this point. It has to be. Yeah, he's super handsome and he has a great <laughs> smile. And I haven't checked on Hot <laughs> Hot Boys Modeling Football Club uh in Los Verdes Slack to see their reaction. But yeah, he's uh he's another stunner for sure. Yeah, so we're gonna leave those questions for uh Swoon Tower. I think they're doing an episode this week, but if not, they'll have one out soon. 
Uh, and I'm sure they're going to spend a lot of time talking about Washington Caruso. But let's jump into some of our Patreon and Twitter questions and see if we can learn a little bit more about this new player. So the first one comes from Trevor Allison. He asks, what is his ability on the ball, especially with beating players on the dribble? That seems like the main thing the system is missing without Cecilio out there. Um, I would say high, like <laughs> high, like very good ability dribbling, beating guys on the ball. Again, like talking about that instinct, like this is what he is. His main intention, his main purpose on the field is to do exactly that. So I think he'll definitely bring um, that skill set and he's quite good at it. If you watch some of the highlights from CONCACAF Champions League, I think you can get a sense of the like so when you watch guys in other leagues like leagues you're not familiar with it's hard to say like how good they actually are but they're playing against the Seattle Sounders we know the Sounders I've watched a lot of the Sounders and when he's going against Joao Paulo and Jamar Andrade uh and like those guys are having a handful trying to keep him from dribbling past them that's a good sign yeah so would you say that that's really because of his directness and his speed right I mean he's not like I didn't he didn't look great like dribbling under pressure but he's this instinct to go I think is what leads him to be a great leads him to be a successful dribbler yeah I think it's mostly like speed and dynamism and then good enough control on the ball to be able to do those things and so he I, I did see some clips of him kind of dribbling through a crowded space and so he can do that um, he's not going to be like the most technical number 10 who just dinks and dunks past a bunch of guys, but he does, he is skillful. And so he's fast enough to be able to push past a guy and maintain control of the ball to be able to do that though. Uh, let's go to the next one up. Uh, Jacob Sheik, Sheik. I think it's Schick. Schick. Oh, good. So it's my third choice and he's asked us things before. <laughs> so I feel like we should have gotten this. How fast is he really? Is there a comp to his speed? In MLS or Austin FC, how about his finishing ability on a skill from ring to Driussi? So speed, I think he'll step in and automatically be one of the fastest players on the team. Um, I would say up there, like like Gallagher is probably the fastest. Nick Lima is probably in the top handful. Uh, I would say like maybe top two, top three, maybe top one. <laughs> yeah, He's fast though. Yeah, and I'm that, that, that one. That quickness on the, off the first step is is something that really stands out when you watch him because he really can just create space away from a defender out of nothing. Uh, as far as the finishing, um, he's not Drewsy in his finishing, but he's not bad either. He he hits a, a good solid shot. Um, you don't see him just like scuffing him or hitting him way over all that often I would say his shot selection is maybe uh Maxi Ruti-esque at times and I'll say Maxi Ruti has actually not been that bad about that this season but Maxi of the past um he he doesn't always pick the right shot or maybe takes a shot when he shouldn't shoot but he's a young guy he's gonna make mistakes like that it's not a thing that really concerns me but decent finishing ability yeah, that was going to be, Maxi was going to be my exact comparison rather than like trying to think of somebody like Ring or Juicy. And I think just to your point, the places he takes shots from um, and sort of the shots he's involved in, I think are very reminiscent of Maxi, um, which has been pretty good so far. And talking about some of the concerns I have, I think although he does have that attacking instinct, he is a little bit green, doesn't always make 
the best decisions. Uh, but I think he just needs some some playing time to mature a little bit. And I think he'll need some significant time to learn the system as well. Uh, just because he's a young player. Most players have not played in this kind of system, so almost anybody's going to need some time to really bet in. Uh, but, and so like, I'm not sure that he's just going to like walk into this team and immediately start killing it. But I think to like have a, have this guy as an option to throw on at the end of a game, we talked about Musajite, like maybe not managing a game as well as he can, like if he's starting from the beginning, but late in the game, if you're saying Musa, just go out there and like do your thing. Like he's he's really good in those moments, and I think Caroso is going to be great in those moments. Like, okay, you're still learning the system. Maybe you don't fully uh, grasp everything that Wolf is asking you to do quite yet. But in those moments, you say, Washington, go play. Like he's going to be an exciting guy to watch in those minutes, and can be really dangerous and provide something that we don't have. Yeah, and in terms of where he, I don't see a t- ton of questions, sort of about the like where he sits in the the roster build you mentioned that he's coming in on on a loan um he's a gam player too right so i mean we didn't we didn't lose a lot in terms of like flexibility or anything right we will have one less international one fewer international slot but i think that overall is like it's a it's a kind of claudio signing like we're better than we were before yesterday and we didn't expend a ton of resources in order to be able to do it yeah and i just saw people online kind of talking about uh either overreacting or people acting frustrated with people who are overreacting one way or the other, either like, Oh, this is terrible. Or this guy's amazing. He's going to, he's going to be our savior. And I saw a, a, a tweet from Steve S T E B who we see on, on Twitter quite a bit. And I, I really liked what he said, but he said, we don't need saving. We're in second in the supporter shield standings. We're second place in the West. We just need options and speed on the wing. And he's exactly right. Like we don't need someone to save us right now. And so I think if you're looking at Gareth Bale and whoever else is coming in the league, like maybe this looks underwhelming, but this guy's not a DP. Like he's a normal senior roster player. And so for that, like this is a great signing. Let's go on to the next uh, next question that maybe gets at like why some people are seeing this as underwhelming. This is from Nicole Blair. And she asks, did Pumas have an option to buy him? If so, why didn't they? And I don't know the answer to that. I would guess maybe they're less interested in taking on a project. Um, I don't know what the asking price is. So I imagine they had this a similar deal, like a year loan with an option to buy at the end. Maybe uh, Cristal was asking too much for that price for what Pumas was looking for in the moment. I don't know. I really don't know. And so the fact is, you go back to that context of like how low stakes this is, though. Six months loan, not a designated player, apparently not using any any targeted allocation money either. And so we have that option to buy. If he proves himself over the rest of the season, then we buy him. And like he's worth it. We already know he's worth it. So spend the money. If he doesn't, then we got some solid depth for half a season and we send him on his way. Like this is win win. Like you, we can't lose in this scenario other than him maybe not being as good as we wanted to, but we don't lose anything in that scenario. Right. And we know this, this is sort of an example of the differences between the leagues too, right? Like the kinds of the roster spot he's going to fill on 
Pumas is going to be like way down the chart from where he is in Austin, you know, because they're just they're just deeper. So like it's easier for Austin to add a depth piece like this, and he and and the player to have more of an impact in this league than in league game Yankees. Anyhow, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's keep going with the questions here. We have one from Tom Halleck, and he asks, with Caruso in, who is out? And so I like from a roster standpoint the answer is nobody, right? Like, cause we had that, we had that space there. We had a senior roster spot and an international spot that were just sitting free. We weren't using them as far as playing time goes. Um, I would imagine this might mean in those late game, like late in the game times when we're making subs on the wing, I would guess Rodney Redis gets less playing time here. He seems to be uh, the number person most affected by it for sure. I would guess Jared Stroud gets, fewer bench appearances even. And that was the second part of Tom's question. He says, do you think we see Stroud get loaned out? Um, I maybe, maybe we loan him out for the rest of this year, but I think either way, like a very likely scenario is Stroud sees out this year on his contract. And then we just let him walk unless I don't, I don't see him being the kind of guy who's happy being practice squad essentially at this point in his career. And so I'd imagine he would be eager to go find somewhere else to play at this point. Um, if there is a loan there, sure. But um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee Jared Stroud being on the roster next season. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Chris ATX, how soon can we expect to see him in a game day roster? So he played last, what, early May, I think. They can't, yeah, so he's been out for a while. Um, do we have any, any comparable players as far as timeline i guess drew uc was kind of on that same timeline is that right yeah drew would have been because he would have been champions league in yeah uefa champions league in may and then coming come around the same time right early july i think he started playing yeah i think that's right i think it maybe took him 10 days before he played and even that was just like um oh. like sub appearances i don't yeah. know how long it was before he got a start but Looking at Austin's schedule right now, we've got Atlanta this coming weekend, Houston on the 12th, which is Tuesday. I think those are pretty safe to say. No way. Uh, I have heard that he has potentially been training with the team already. And so a little bit of a head start there, but still two months out, um, even... So let's say he's been training with the team for a week, which I don't I don't know how long it actually has been. But that would put him at about two weeks for the Dallas game next weekend. That even still seems a little bit fast. Maybe we see him on the bench for Dallas. Um, I would say that's maybe the earliest, but I think the maybe the more realistic one is for Red Bulls that next weekend on July 24th. Yeah, I think that's what he... And that's... It's a home match too, right? It'd be it nice is, yeah. see, see him make a little debut in home in front of the home, in front of the home crowd. I think that's probably realistic because this schedule's pretty congested over the next eight days, nine days. Yeah, so the depth would be welcome at that point for sure. Uh, all right, next one is Brian Hensley. He asks, "Do you see him playing on the left wing and allowing Fagundes to go back to right wing, or will Fagundes stay left wing and have Washington play right wing?" So. Caruso prefers the left. He's played more on the left, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see both and maybe even like some experimentation early on. And then 
maybe later on as as there is a preferred position. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Wolf maybe switching them during a game, whether we're trying to target a slower fullback or a young fullback or something. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them play both. And it's great to have that flexibility that both of the guys can play both sides pretty comfortably. Um, I think as far as the role he'll play, though, I think that's pretty clear. It's it's what we're asking Ethan Finley and Owen Wolf to do right now as far as like spacing right. on the field goes. He's going to be that guy that stays high, stretches that back line. We'll be looking to play balls over the top to him whenever it presents itself. And then whenever the ball goes like falls out to him a little bit deeper, I think those are those moments where he does add something different and and he'll be more in that like what Cecilia Dominguez was doing for us earlier in the season where a bit more of a defined role than what he had in 2021. And that I I said that several times what I wanted out of Cecilia Dominguez is that I wanted him to play like a specific role to stay wide when the ball switched back to him to receive it, take a guy on. And I think that would be how we set Corroso up for success in this team because he is a young guy. He is learning this, this complicated system to make it simple for him. Say, stay wide, make runs when you see them. If you receive the ball, take your guy on and just make it really simple for him like that. And I think if, if he can play that role, he'll bring something playing in a, in a, in a style that we're already doing, but just bringing a lot more to that role than what some of the current guys can do. Yeah. And in the Wisecap videos that, that you sent over, I mean, that seemed to be his natural tendency, right? Or his strength was to do, to do that, at least in the clips that we saw. Yeah, absolutely. He's again, just like that instinct, he, he moves well in the box. Like he's attracted to goal. And so even when he's backside, he just like finds his way to the ball. And with, if a cross comes in, he does a good job of just like either with speed or sneakiness or effort getting by a defender and, and getting into the box. And then when he has the ball, he always finds a way to get, get the ball back into the box, either by carrying it there or making space and putting it across. So uh, he's, yeah, he is, he is an attacker by nature for sure. You want to bricky T has a, <laughs> At first, I thought this was four questions, but it appears to be a multiple choice question. Yeah, uh, multi-part. So Bricky T, who I think formerly known as the Book of Bricky Fett on Twitter and is now Ariaga 2, which I think is a a great Simpsons soccer reference. Uh, But Bricky asks or says, I forgot my Patreon login. Does Washington A, have a wig for his wig? B, make love like an eagle falling from the sky. C, made of radiation. D, all of the above. So this is a reference to, I haven't put this in yet, but a reference to the song I believe I'm going to make our intro song for this episode. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It is one of my favorite like, silly comedy videos of all time. It's kind of weird. Watch it. I don't know if it's going to be everybody's (laughs) thing, but I love it. And so I love this question. Do you have an answer for it then? Um, I'd just say just listen, watch just the listen, video. Just watch the video. Yeah. Okay. okay. Your your heart will tell you as you're listening. <laughs> okay, I love it. Uh, next one comes from Elise. She says, with Caruso coming in, what is Austin still missing? If we were to get another DP to replace Cecilio, where do we need them? This is kind of a tough question. And I think she, she mentions 
if we were to replace Cecilio, we would need to replace Cecilio because we're kind of one in, one out at this point. We have a full senior roster. And so if we're going to bring in any other high-level players, like senior-level players, we have to get rid of one first. Do you have if we if so let's say we loan, sell Cecilia, whatever it is, and have the space to bring in another full DP, where would you want to see that player play? What position? I would still like another winger. Okay. Even with what we have. And just I mean, th- and especially thinking long term, like I mean, I don't know. I think Owen Wolf would be better served probably playing at MLS next pro next year, you know, with more minutes. I don't know what Ethan Finley's deal is. Like I think there's still need on the wing um to have like a top level player to continue to have a dynamic attack. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a bad answer. Like, um, you could say maybe a striker, but that's, if we're doing it this summer, I think that's putting a lot of pressure on the Caroso deal, which I think Caroso is a bit of a project. Like he's going to need some time to come along. So if we had another guy who would like, no, he, you plug him in and he is the starter and you're bringing a guy like Caruso off the bench instead of it, hoping that he can become a starter, that's a good team. And uh, yeah, I think I agree. Another one that I've seen, I saw a few people throw around the idea of getting a DP right back. Um, I don't think you need to use a DP spot to get a good right back, but if we could get a DP right back that, is a DP not because of their name and not because of the teams that they've played for in the past, but because of the player they are now, I'd be all for that. So I can't think of any examples of who that would be. That's like realistic options. But um, if you're thinking of a guy, well, like maybe like Christian Fuchs for Charlotte, he's maybe a little bit older now, but someone in that vein, like played in the premier league or like a top European league for several years, maybe still in their prime, like late twenties, very early thirties. And you could bring in someone like that who is good defensively and improves your offense. I think that spot would be worth using a DP slot on as well. But that is assuming that Caruso comes in and does actually romperla and he can be the guy. But if not, I agree with you. I think a winger would still be the best bet. Yeah, and I think, and I would answer that qu- that question a little bit in two ways, which I think is the same thing you that you did is like I think what Austin is still missing is a right back. I just don't know if you need a DP to fill that slot. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't have to fill it with a DP. <laughs> um, okay, last question we have here is from We Are Austin TV, and they simply say rate the signing one to ten. I would rate this as an eight. And I would I would I would say it for the reasons we've kind of talked about, like it's a lot of roster flexibility. Um, we didn't give up a lot for it. We had the option to send we have the option to terminate the loan if it doesn't work out. Um, but he's young and he's unproven and he has holes in his game, and we have not been great at scouting South America, which is the reason why I would not give it a higher rating. Yeah, I agree. Like in the context, I think an eight is fair. But if again, if you're comparing him to to Gareth Bale, then it doesn't look as good, but in context for like the spot in the roster that he's filling and like how little we're having to give up for it, it's a great signing. Uh, you also ask, what do you think Precourt was doing in Barcelona? The answer is I have no clue. I don't, Anthony Precourt, if y'all missed it, missed this, uh, tweeted a photo from what looks like the press room at the Camp Nou Barcelona Stadium. And then did a little teaser tweet saying that he and his family had a great time at Comno. Uh, maybe we'll go back tomorrow. 
And so I'm going to check Twitter real quick while we're recording <laughs> because I did. just know he's going to tweet as soon as we stop recording this episode. Then, there, then that will lead us to a bonus bonus episode. So I guess yesterday he was taking a stadium <laughs> tour. Is what he was doing. But the fact that he teased that he might be back today makes you think maybe there's something else. Any guesses for what something he's else going doing? on? I mean, my, the it would seem weird for him to be there to sign a player, right? Right. That's not be it. I mean, I would some kind of like partnership. I think you know, academy partnership or something is like the biggest piece of news I can think of that it would be. Yeah, Academy Partnership, maybe a friendly being set up, something like that. I would guess that's more likely than than the player. So we're talking about our DP right back. Don't hold your breath for Serginho Dest coming <laughs> in, y'all. Um, all right, did we cover everything? Anything else we need to hit, Jeremiah? No, I think we hit we hit on all the points. That was the, like you said, it was a good list of questions from people. Um, I think it's an exciting signing, and I think that we just have to see how the rest of this window goes. Yeah, and I think we will see more players coming in, right? Like, I don't think we're done. Yeah, I don't get the, I don't get the impression that we're going to be done. I mean, we, we have limitations now, right, in terms of pieces have to move, but we've got pieces that can move. So right. I, but I think we should expect more out of the club during this window, which actually opens, what, open today? Yeah, officially open today, so they can start actually registering players today. So, um, yeah, I they'll need to start doing that soon but as we've seen in the past like this stuff happens fast so uh don't be surprised if we have to do another bonus episode at some point in the near future yeah well let's hope oh i was thinking about i think this is the second bonus episode we've done and i believe that the first one was for the roddy reddish signing and so let's hope (laughs) before we get out of here that, that let's hope that this goes better overall for the player than that one did yes here's to hoping all right well Thanks for jumping on, Jeremiah. Listeners, we will talk to you soon. We'll be back next Tuesday, right? Yeah, we're, we're, so we're going to release next week's episode on our normal day Tuesday, which is a game day, but we can't move our schedule anymore. We're just going to have to deal with it. We're just going to have to go with it. <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. When no one is around. Think for nothing, you never... La gente... Oh, my God.